I used to do lots of things. Oh, great. You couldn't have done that before I hit record? No, no. All right. Well, you don't have to prove that you have friends because no one believes you. Yeah, I'm just texting myself here. Um, hey, dude, you're really cool. Thanks, man. Um, That's very sad, Joe. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool guy. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So you, you, your book just came out, did it not? Yeah. Yes and no. It, it Technically, the paperback came out on Amazon. So it's yeah. been out. In other ways, it kind of comes out in waves. It's like the ebook comes out, and then I get my own copies to sell. So, like technically, the paperback's been out, but you have to order from me directly, and um, or you can order, and then it's been out on the bookshop website. Uh, so obviously, you know that doesn't have the reach of Amazon. So this is kind of like the final phase is like paperback on Amazon. It takes the longest, but and of course you can get other places too, Barnes and Noble, all these like other like I'll randomly get royalty from like a site i'm like i didn't even know it was on that site but that's cool it's a dollar 25 like i'll take yeah, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's 89 cents or something like yeah, yeah. um but anyway so yes uh, if you just look it up of course everyone knows amazon for online the most uh i guess because you brought it up i'll just give it the shtick it's a sequel to my I, I plan to write three so i've written two or three the third trilogy one. that's a good that's a good one yeah trilogy um, I don't know when the third one will come out. <laughs> I'm working on something else right now. But anyway, it's a dystopian novel about a lot, like basically America, but you know, it expands. It's part of the second one is it expands in book two yep. to overseas, a couple places. I won't give anything away. And uh, yeah, that that's really it. So you can check it out, ebook, and if you have actually. Uh, the Amazon, what what's it called? Kindle Unlimited. Mm, you yes. can just download it because you pay a subscription, so it is available for that. But again, you have to read the first one first to have any idea of what's going on, really. Um, and if you want to order from me, just DM me on any social media, Instagram, Twitter, email my website, and I can get you a copy signed and personalized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check it out. And, um, you. you know, read it before... You know, because I'm I'm sure you know Ben's such a great writer. It's 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 bound mm. to get you know picked up and turned into like a miniseries or something on Netflix or Hulu or something. I can guarantee um, you this will not be getting picked up for any miniseries on Hulu or Netflix. Given well, what I was going to say, read it before it gets picked up, and then oh. it gets gender swapped and race swapped, and all the gotcha. characters get mangled and everything. Gotcha. Um, I mean, there's they're very. It is a very diverse book in that sense. It's just not maybe doing the messaging with right. that diversity that people want, but. Uh, or not people want that like hulu wants uh but it, i actually it has some very i think it I, I think it criticizes all types of groups and it makes yeah. points for all groups and uh really i don't it's not just browbeating it's supposed to be entertaining it's sexual and violent and sweet uh, i think fun and there's a bunch of different characters and yeah well check it out before it gets turned into a miniseries by the daily stormer 
Um, so moving on the, to yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll uh, definitely some. I mean, some Daily Stormer readers will like it. Parts of it. That's the point. It's supposed to be very racist and misogynistic in some places. Yeah, good. Not and, a not, not condoning it, but yeah. it's a uh, it's dystopian. That's yeah. the fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, man. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that we have an established author. Thank um, you on this podcast really, um uh i unfortunately it seems to do nothing for our numbers because <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a comment i want to read real quick i don't know if you saw this it was left on our 100th episode okay uh i want to read it real quick um uh, let's see here on our 100th episode someone yeah. was like why did my algorithm give these like racist jerks uh uh it, I'm sure. Sh- okay, here it is. Here it is. You guys should have cut it at episode two, seeing as it's the only one that cracked 100 views. Oh, that's mean. I know. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. This person has 13 subscribers and three videos. So, yeah. Um, I, I uh, thought about pointing it, pointing that out to them, but um, I think that this person's beneath us. And it's not. I mean, you have to be able to, you have to expect. Um, comments when you're putting anything out there this is part of it yeah so good thing we got thick skins and uh lion hearts yeah um anyway so what well, are we talking about today on this Benjamin? episode uh we're gonna do something i put up a poll on twitter yes you did about i, I forget what i was even watching watching something uh i have to think a movie obviously and uh, that thing happened where someone gets shot or bludgeoned or whatever, and blood splatters onto the the lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was it was it reptile or something I watched recently? Let me see real quick. Another Hunt Club. Maybe it was Hunt Club. Hmm. Reptiles. One of those. Hunt Club's not very good, by the way. Oh. Um, but. Uh, so uh, I put a poll up. Um, I think I like two thirds. So the question was opinion on when blood splatters the lens in a movie. So for one, like it adds a cool element to the violence. Two, dislike it takes me out of the movie slash reminds me I'm watching a movie. Um, and it got 68.8% for two and 31.13% for one. Um, I really wasn't sure how I felt about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do talk about movies a lot, especially like horror and action and, and th- those sorts of topics. And I feel like this is a fairly common, like, like not, I don't know if it's common is the right word, but you see it enough where I'm like, I always, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, don't, I think, I think I'm leaning more towards, I think when I'm probably younger, I'd be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like blood yeah. on the lens. It's awesome. But at this time, I don't know what, maybe because I'm watching movies like with a more analytical uh, lens, so to speak. Yep. And I'm like, that, I don't know, that like takes me out of it. Like that, that like, I don't, a, a good movie shouldn't remind you, unless it's like, you know, breaking the fourth wall comedy type thing, but it shouldn't really remind you that you're watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have any strong feelings on this. Yeah. I generally feel the same way. I think the handful of times when I think it's okay would be like, if it's a stylish movie anyway, where, you know, it's like, say like a Michael Bay action movie where it's like, okay, this is not a subtle movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, ex explosions and blood are splattering everywhere. And, you know, it's like, I, I might not even care that much about it. And also, I, I might even get a kick out of it. And I, I've seen, gosh, I can't remember if it was a movie or it might have even been those guys who I, who I showed you a while back. It's Corridor Digital. They're the ones who do the, the um, VFX artists react to good and bad special effects or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think in yeah. one of their videos, they were make they, they, they were, they took a scene from John Wick and they overdid it, it, it intentionally. They made it super goofy. Um, and I think I, 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 again, I could be mixing this up, but I think in, in their version, like they had blood splattering on the camera, but it, it, it got so much where you couldn't see any action because they're just so covered in blood. Where it's like, okay, like it's meant to me, it's making fun of that trope. Mm -hmm. um, if, if I was watching it in, in, in a very stylish, over the top movie, I would not care as much. Um, mm. uh, uh, but I do think, you know, if, if I'm watching a serious, say, like crime movie, um, and then I see blood splatter on the camera. I might feel like, okay, yeah, like I was really into the story, and now you're kind of calling attention to the fact that this is a movie. Yeah, and now that I'm remembering, I'm pretty sure this was Reptile, mm. and it's a new thriller out, kind of like mysteryish thriller, uh, whodunit type thing on um, Netflix, and uh, it's like a, it's like a big final scene too where where this happens and yeah i, I think it's it's kind of cheap yeah um it, it it's just too like fourth wall breaking yeah i i don't know i don't want to be a downer yeah um I, i'm i'm still like my own jury's out on this one still i, I don't yeah. know how i feel right now it's, it's just funny how that happens like you're you're kind of tastes start to change and everything mm -hmm. in life as you get yeah. older um, so, like literal taste, like yeah. food you like, and then things like art and culture. And that's just one of the things that this time it, it happened. I'm like, huh, I don't really like that. Yeah. And that's weird. Because overall, I like the movie. Again, I'm almost positive this reptile, yeah. um, which I liked. Like, it was good. It was a good movie. I like Benicio del Toro a lot. And mm -hmm. I, we love him for, um, he was Zeta Costa in yeah. uh, Fear and Loathing. He's, he's great in that. And I like that he's starting to get, looks like more leads like this. Uh, he because he is the lead in this one, and there's I mean, there's Eric Bogosian in this, there's Justin Timberlake, um, there's a I forget who else off the top of my head, uh, but oh, it's uh, Alicia Silverstone, um, some other guys, and he's like the the un, uh, undoubted lead, and he's uh, very good, and I like him as the yeah. kind of brooding, uh, he's a detective in this, kind of like the brooding detective. Uh, and I think he was something like that in that movie that took place in Detroit, came out a couple years ago, like a good mobster movie. Mm. I, think it, I think it was something like that. Um, anyway. Uh, um, yeah. You know, it, I, I, I wonder if it's one of those things like, um, you know, with like when th that first happened in a movie, like it was cool. It was kind of groundbreaking in a way. Yeah. But then it's, you know, like I, I think a great example of, of, of that sort of thing happening would be like Bullet Time from like The Matrix. When it first oh, came yeah. out, it was mind blowing, and then after that, like every action movie had to have a slow motion shot, and it's like, okay, this is just getting super yeah, obnoxious. What's now. that movie where they have to curve the bullet? Oh, wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, what I, an <laughs> absurd. Yeah. No. Curve a bullet? You just shoot it at like an angle, like this. Uh, is that how physics works. It's not baseball. Like it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. No, you have to curve the bullet. But he, even like, like shooting like out lights, shooting out light bulbs, stylish, stylishly over the top movie that I was like, all right, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. But like, um, 
but yeah, I, I think I think the bullet time thing is a great example of, of sort of blood splattering on the lens. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, like in the moment it can seem cool, but then when it cuts away to a different shot, then it's like, okay, now the blood's gone. And it's like, I think so blood just... splatter on the lens is great for like a campy zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's where I think it works. Not mm-hmm. in a very serious thriller, like layered thriller conspiracy theory type movie yeah um so i think that's a poor choice but someone brought up actually on the thread on the poll someone brought up my favorite movie children of men and they said they really liked it in, in in children of men and uh, but that wasn't blood splatter, but same concept, like same thing. It was like kind of water dirt on the lens. Right. Um, and I, I've seen children of men probably 10 times, but, um, and I do remember the scene, I think it's the start or some point during the, the, there's a very famous single shot scene in Mm -hmm. that movie. It's very well known. Yep. And I think it's during that, but I don't want to be quoted on that, but it definitely does have like I can picture it. Um, and I don't know, maybe if I went back and saw that, I'd be like, oh, I don't that like kind of takes me out of it. But it might just be something a little different about blood, uh, like the blood and then like water, dirt, like that sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, kind of like you said, like we're, we're you know, it's in a zombie movie or like if it's, if it's meant to be like, you know, a zany over the top movie where it's like, okay, yeah. Like now you're, you're immersed in, in, in the actions. It's, it's fine. Um, but with that scene, cause I, I do remember that scene. I, I don't remember specifically like if there was dirt or, or water or something on the lens, I could see mm. it working in that context. Um, mm. I mean, obviously like, you know, it's not as vivid as the color red. Um, mm. so, so maybe that's why it, it doesn't seem quite mm. as distracting and, and it feels a little bit more like, oh, this is like an immersive experience. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it adds an extra layer of, of, um, uh, grit, I think. So, so this is actually kind of funny. So, uh, uh, it, it, I, I was watching another one of those, uh, VFX artist react things and they were reacting to a, did you, did you ever see deep blue sea? Yeah. The shark movie. Yeah. Yeah, of so do you remember that that infamous scene of Samuel Jackson's character yeah, getting he gets eaten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like and, and so they they were criticizing that and, and just how bad the CGI that looks. Like it's like it's oh it, really? It, I haven't yeah. seen it. I haven't seen it like when is that like early two thousands? It's like ninety eight or ninety nine. Is it? Oh, is it really? Yeah, okay. so late nineties. And yeah, so, dude. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the, the 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 CGI of that one scene looks really bad. Like I, I, actually, the shark doesn't look too bad, but the, the CGI Samuel Jackson looks like. It, it looks like he's in GoldenEye the video game, like just a really blocky <laughs> character. Um, and, but one thing that that uh, I because I've seen the movie a few times, I never noticed this, but but what the the, uh, the commentators uh, uh, brought up in that video was that um, what the what the visual effects artists did for that scene because they they probably even knew that it did not look very good in whenever that movie came out. So what they did was they had water splashing onto the lens. Like it was mm. like fake. It was digital, like water drops to mm. kind of hide it a little bit. Mm. Um, and like, and, and it actually yeah. kind of worked a little bit. It was, uh, it was kind of like okay, like it's a big, crazy, over the top scene, and you know the huge shark bites this digital character, and now there's yeah. water splashing. So, okay, I'm willing to overlook that. Um, yeah, man. I uh, <laughs> I know I've said a bunch before on this uh, on this pod, but like there's that period of the mid 90s kind of like i want to say mid 90s to like early 2000s where this the 
CGI was so bad. Yeah. Compared yeah. like now compared to now, but everyone it was like the new thing. Yes. So everyone was leaning into it and it really like ruined some movies. I remember one I was watching was is it The Craft? Mm. the witches movie yeah yeah the teenage is that what witches, it is yeah. yeah teenage witches which was such a moody 90s movie it's uh was it Farouja uh bulk 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 i remember she, yeah she was in the water boy yeah 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 first i'm probably butchering her name i think it's like a persian name yeah um, and then rose mcgowan or mcgowan or whatever is it one? rose mcgowan i thought it's 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 definitely the girl from scream oh yeah nev campbell nev campbell um a black girl who's been in a few things. She's very cute. I can't remember. Can't remember her name. <clears throat> but uh, just... yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember Neff Campbell either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the there's a scene where shit's going down, and one of their fingers are like turning into snakes, mm. and it's just so bad. CGI is so terrible that it's. It's like it's it's comical. It's like yeah. uh, it feels like something now that you would make on your computer as like a, a parody. Yeah, it's like a very yeah. serious movie. Not, I don't know, it was a very serious movie, but it was like uh, it definitely wasn't a parody. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, similar to like the bullet time thing where it's like as soon as, you know, you know, industrial light and magic paved the way with 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 great CGI in the early two, in the early 90s with Jurassic Park and Terminator 2. Then it was like, OK, well, yeah. well we all have to we every every single big budget movie has to have a yeah. bunch of CGI. And yeah. then it was just sort of like a bunch of people. It's like, you know, hey, if we can do drag, if we can do dinosaurs, then we can do dragons. And then Dragonheart came out and it's like and then like the, the dragon looks shitty and Dragonheart. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. There's one with the, the dragon was played by uh, who's that Scottish guy, uh, the James Bond guy, Sean Connery. Uh, yeah, yeah, he he, he voiced oh my God. it. I don't remember that at all. I remember I'm thinking of Rain of Fire. Oh yeah, that was a big that's a the big CG, dragon. CGI in that one was actually pretty decent. Yeah, it's that pretty good, out, right? That came, that came out later. I, like, I'm gonna I, you know what? I'm gonna rewatch that movie. That's a movie that I could definitely. I haven't seen very long. Oh, fuck. Yeah, love dragons. Matthew mm -hmm. McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey's in it. Is it Christian um, Bale in it too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, he is. He he definitely um, is. But uh, yeah, it, it, when CGI kind of blew up in the nineties, yeah. it was not particularly good. I think that like a lot of people were just like, "Oh, we can put over it. like we just the CGI itself is cool." It's not well, like some of it was incredible, like Jurassic yeah. Park, but yeah, it was yeah. it wasn't like everything was CGI and it was just very it was very bad. But there yeah. were some great movies from that time period. I mean, ninety nine yeah. is considered one of the best movie years, right? Right. Um, I just think they were staying away from a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have to go look at what I know. American Beauty was very popular, which actually, coincidentally, um, that girl, the famous, you know, takes her, opens her top, and the flowers come out, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that she, what's her name? Oh my god, I just watched. She's in The Hunt, which I just watched with Casper yeah. Van Dien, who of course I love from Starship Troopers, and a Mickey Rourke, who uh, Mina Suvari, that's it, mm. uh, who. Seems like you could not have given a shit less about being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mickey Rourke because I love the wrestler. That is yeah, such good, an yeah. amazing. The movie's incredible. I love that movie. Of course, it's a New Jersey movie, so I'm biased, but it's like oh, wow. I, I just think it. it it's I, I love I love his like comeback story in that, both yeah. as an actor and the character. Um, I really, I'm really interested in. I'm thinking I was thinking about writing something about like amateur wrestling, or I guess it's not whatever 
professional wrestling, but not like the big time. Um, and uh, my brother's very into wrestling. He's like obsessed mm. with it. So yeah. I was thinking about writing something about that. I have an idea. But uh, this, I, I think Mickey Rourke, yeah, he, it's weird because like you saw, you see him like super young in movies. Like I just saw him in Body Heat. He's yeah. a very small role. Uh, but he's like very young and good looking. And then he like just goes missing forever yeah. and then comes back. Looking quite uh, a bit different. <laughs> very different, but he's great. And mm -hmm. now I feel like he just doesn't give a shit again. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's so like, funny because right after that movie came out and then he got the Oscar nomination, a well-deserved Oscar nomination. Yeah. Um, then he appeared in Iron Man 2 as the main villain. And Yeah. Was he not good um, in that? He he was very over the top, very corny, but but he he yeah. he's talked openly about how much he hated that experience. Really? Yeah. And then so it just seemed like so I I wonder if maybe he after bad mouthing Iron Man two, like he just like people stopped caring about him again for whatever reason. Dude, like, this like movie soured. Yeah, this movie is pretty low budget. The hunt. Uh, it's interesting because we brought up my like a big part of my books that this dystopian series are like men hunting women basically. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a key part of it and that's yeah. what this movie is yeah is basically these men who just have a lot of gripes with the world some of them legitimate but many not mm. um they're like cartoonishly misogynistic and just terrible and they have to like hunt women <laughs> because they have small dicks and yeah, yeah um you know they get them on deserted island or whatever and there's a twist and you know if you actually want to see this movie fine um but it's not good um and uh yeah he's like uh mickey rourke is a uh, one of the guys and he just like seems to not give a shit like i he, I, I basically think like but the, like municipal like casper van dean was never i think like considered a good actor but i sure. just love him because of, of starship troopers yeah um was he like a was he like a uh 90210 kid or, or one of I those shows i think so i think so and i remember like yeah. they made a big budget tarzan movie in the 90s that that had him in the, the lead role but it, it, I, thought it that was, I thought that was Brendan Fraser. No, no, that's George. Of the oh, it's George of the Jungle. Yeah, fucking idiot. Completely different characters. Completely different characters. Yeah, you're right. I oh you're man, I didn't know Casper Van Dien was in Tarzan. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, he, he actually I think gives the best performance. He like does an accent, which is actually pretty good. Like I oh. think he's like a southern guy with a cowboy hat or western guy. Um, I think it's pretty good. It's just a really dumb movie. It's just yeah. like one of those movies where everyone just makes dumb decisions over and over. Nice. And takes you out of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was like, wow, man, Mickey Rourke's doing this. Like he did The Wrestler. Like did. <laughs> I do want to see that movie. I can never find it. Barfly, where he plays. Yeah, Charles Bukowski. Yeah. <laughs> Bukowski. Yeah. I really yeah, want to see that one. I heard that one's good. Yeah. I think that I could see him being a good Bukowski, but. Um, but anyway, we're kind of rambling here. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Blood but, splatter uh, on lenses, kind of a niche topic yeah. that we turned into 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, I think I've, I've said everything that needs to be said by anyone ever on the topic. So Okay. Well, if I see it again in a movie, which I probably will, I will yeah. uh, I'll see how I feel about it. Yeah. All right. Next, more seriously... We're talking free speech, higher ed, free speech, at least Stefanik. So this this dropped yesterday. Um, it's so this so uh, three presidents of elite universities, Harvard, MIT, and Penn, were kind of hauled in front of Congress to face questioning concerning anti-Semitism. 
<coughs> on their campuses. All three of these presidents are women, so patriarchy is not working. Yeah. Um, and Elise Stefanik, also a woman, is questioning her, elected member of Congress. Uh, she is a Republican congresswoman from like upstate New York, like mm -hmm. way upstate New York. It's her district. 21st, 21st district, yeah. Yeah, I know Trump likes her a lot. I think he's kind of said she's like a, she's a big future. And anyway, I don't really know much. I don't really know much about her. Yeah. This is like, I think it's the first time I've ever heard her speak. But yeah, same here. Um, she's questioning them. And like any of this shit, like what happens so often is that Congress, well, Congress sucks. And, but sometimes they try and do good shit. Yeah. And but very often they're not like te like technically savvy in what they're trying to do outside of, I think, uh, Rand Paul is, is a, ex not an example of this. I think he does know what he's talking about. Yeah. And he has a <clears throat> comprehensive understanding of, he's doing those kind of tete-a-tetes with Dr. Fauci. Yeah. <clears throat> but oftentimes Congress like doesn't know what they're talking about, whether it's <laughs> literally tech things yeah. or free speech things or whatever it is. And it's like, well, I kind of agree with the congressperson here, but you should be more educated on this mm -hmm. and be able to just, like know the buzzwords and the right terms to not let people, like in this situation, twist and turn out of the um, the the legit question. So the overview of this is that, and we've talked about it before, there are issues going on on campuses across the country concerning obviously israel palestine but you know very one-sided against the jews and it's it's a range of speech some of it totally fine you know ceasefire now and the occupation and the i mean the, the word genocide is going to come up here i mean that's all that, that's all fine and and kind of typical milk toast even of, of yeah. the protests of this of this situation but i've also seen some really disturbing things like jews jewish students having to hide in a library because they're being you know harassed to to such extent where they're in you know fear for their for their bodily autonomy yes. um uh you know I, and it's hard to keep track because there's been so much going on with this like wh where's it taking place is oh is this in a city block or is this on a campus or is this where but like really disturbing things that are calling for genocide you know hitler didn't finish the job um uh you know just kind of like fuck you jew like that's never good when people start not attacking you know the um the actions of a government like right. israel but attacking like a religious minority like that's yeah. never good yeah um, not a good sign uh so here she so, so and you can fill in the gaps there of like there's just been a lot of this going on and campuses are so one-sided on this issue um, and always have and have been for a while, at least the students. Uh, I think a lot of students look at this, you know, students always look for purpose uh, when it comes to protests. And I think this is their apartheid from like the 90s. Like that was a huge thing in the 80s and 90s was apartheid. And this is just, and, ha and after that ended, I think this has been the um, kind of campus issue that most Americans don't really care about. Right. Like we can't be worrying about land disputes halfway across the world. Like people have to pay their mortgage and, you know, get health care for their children. Yeah. Like 
but this is like a, a very campus uh, centered issue. Uh, so here, and context, we love context here on TRM. Oh, yeah. You're gonna like like you hear, and anyone can go find this. This is all over Twitter. I mean, you could just type in if you type in like Harvard or MIT or Penn right now, or in the next week, just do free speech, anti-Semitism. All this will come up. It's all over the place, and it's these presidents getting asked the same questions. Um, you know, is the call for genocide against Jews harassment? Stefanik purposefully does not use the term hate speech, so maybe she's being a little savvy there. Yeah. But is it harassment? Is it, um, you know, violation of your code of conduct? And the presidents don't just come out with an unequivocal um, yes. Right. They they bring up context. They bring up targeting. They bring up all these things that are like, as one of those situations where technically they are right. Sure. This one time, for years, for almost a decade, when really this started, the crazy—I mean, there actually speech codes used to be much worse. Thanks to fire, yeah. um, they they got rid of like most. I think all schools got rid of them because they're unconstitutional. But uh, they would ban speakers. They would take away um, not just scholarships, but uh, like spots at these schools, which are like a golden ticket. You know, Harvard lets in. 3% of applicants or something yeah. like for things that they said four years ago, you know, a student was getting in in 2020 and he said something in 2016 that he since, since apologized for, but still loses his spot at the school. Um, you know, I remember one particular case was that kid who was like a, a survivor of a school shooting. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was, he, he he's, he's a conservative one though. Yeah. And uh, because I, I think he used the N word so somebody dug up like a tweet or a text or a group. I think chat. this, I think this might have been him. Um, yeah, he, he the used the N word when when he was in high school, um, and then so Harvard demanded that he you know write an apology because he had actually gotten accepted. And then he, he demanded that he write like yeah. a letter of apology, and he did. And then they still kicked him out. They they they, they still yeah. rescinded their invitation. Um, and so it's like him. So yeah, I'm I'm not saying what he did was good. Like yeah, of course it was fucked up. But at the same time, it's like. Yeah. Okay, he said something stupid when he was a teenager. The Kyle Kashuv. Kyle, Kyle Kashuv, yeah. Kyle, yeah. Kyle Kashuv. I don't know his last name. Yeah. yeah, yeah but... So yeah. So exactly. So like, and I can guarantee you that if a bunch of students started marching around school saying, um, you know, genocide for blacks, gen genocide for trans, genocide for Latinos, genocide for Muslims, like whatever it was, they would be like round, like summarily disciplined. Um, even if in the end they were not expelled, but they would be like, like put through the meat grinder. They would yep. be excoriated. They would be um, definitely silenced. Like there's not mm. a chance that that any students would be able to have posters. Like it would cause such a problem. And these and these presidents undoubtedly would say, you know, this is hate speech. They would use that you know, erroneous term. They would say that this is threatening, this is literal harm, this is violence, this is all these things. So it's the hypocrisy that people are so annoyed with, even if technically, and, and Fire gave this whole big tweet, which is right, and I can read some of it, um, even if technically they are right about this, uh, which they say, they say, look, we understand that, we, we understand that the hypocrisy, the double standard, like the frustration with those things. And all of the sudden, 
the moment that their speech that these people, these administrators are sympathetic to in a way, which I think is going to come back and bite them in the ass about, you know, donations and money, which may say something about the power that Jews have in this country. But, you know, that aside, um, that, that's fine. You can do whatever you want with your money. Um, uh, they start becoming like free speech warriors and absolutists. And, you know, uh, are they're basically they're just the biggest phonies. Yes. And that's why people are so. So I think Stefanik, where she could have been more savvy with her questioning, was like, what if, you know, one, she could have done some very simple research or even had just an assistant do some basic research right here, Harvard. This came out in September 2023. Harvard literally came in dead last for FIRE's college free speech rankings. Literally dead last. This is yeah. the most prestigious school in the country, arguably the most prestigious school in the world, probably up there with Oxford and the Sorbonne. And like, like it is, and it's dead last in one of the most critical cornerstones of our culture. And yeah. right here, I'll just look at this from 2019 to this year, Harvard sanctioned four scholars, three of whom had terminated, not for protesting, not for threats, just for thought. Right. Yeah. In 2020, Harvard revoked conservative student activist Kyle Kashuv's acceptance over comments he made on social media as a 16 year old, for which we had since apologized. In 2022, Harvard disinvited feminist philosopher, right there, feminist philosopher Devin Buckley from an English department colloquium on campus over her views on gender and trans issues. In 2019, Harvard was the site of a substantial event disruption when protesters interrupted a joint talk featuring former president. Uh, former Harvard president Lawrence S. Bacow and graduate school of education Dean Bridget Terry Long by occupying the stage and refusing to leave. So, like, they're not upholding free speech in any way whatsoever. Right. What I went and I found, and I just went and found a fire article from like 2019. Let me, shit, sorry. Hold on, sorry. Um, right here. So I found, oh, excuse me, this is Penn, not Harvard. So Penn was another one of the schools here. The Guide to the UPenn sex Sexual Harassment Policy defines sexual harassment, so still harassment, right? Mm -hmm. As, among other things, any unwanted verbal conduct that has the purpose or effect of creating an intimidating, hostile, or offensive working or study environment. So you're telling me that if you go and you hit on a girl who is studying or is walking to class or whatever it is, and maybe you had just, you know, read, uh, um, maybe you even knew her and you were texting and you um, thought that you had an opening or that she was interested or whatever it is. And she says that you've created a hostile environment because of your unwanted communications, that is sexual harassment. But if you say, you know, genocide the Jews or whatever it is, and that, that's very on the nose, but that is, that are like, this is one of those things where I should take a step back. I don't even know if this term was even said on these campuses, but it's a hypothetical, it's a thought experiment, and the president still can't say unequivocally, yes, this is harassment. So, that, that's what we're working with here. That's the important context. So if this is what was said, genocide the Jews, right? You're telling me that does not create 
an intimidating, hostile, or offensive working or study environment devoid of purpose because it's purpose or effects for sexual harassment. Like that is a, th- those that is an absurd disparity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying. And then the problem is that happens with a lot of these situations is that then the you know side you're criticizing goes, oh, okay, so we'll just make that the standard. Also, it's like no, no, no. Both standards should be gone. You yeah. shouldn't raise it to the un, that unreasonable uh unconstitutional standard you should get rid of the other standard showing you should show you should see there's a double standard and get rid of the unconstitutional absurd standard yeah um yeah yeah, yeah. um and again that sh- takes very little i did that in 10 minutes yeah and this is well, a member of congress who has a whole staff sorry well to be, to be fair to her she did mention that harvard showed up last uh, okay but on, did she give but uh, these, but no, yeah, she care. didn't. She not give more examples than that. Har- though. Fire even says that it says for the Penn at least, not about Harvard, mm-hmm. but for Penn, it yeah. was um, they don't seem to care. Like like Penn actually. What what's fun? which surprised me is that Fire says that for a while Penn was actually one of the best schools for free speech. Didn't they like you know publicly? Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking University of Chicago. I think University of Chicago is actually fairly conservative. Right. For it's known for being a very conservative school, at least like admin and staff wise right um, it's kind of like one of the, like the chicago school at least economics it's very conservative and right, they right. did they were one of the few schools i remember that came out during the the craziness of 2020 yeah. and was like basically no like we're not deal doing like this is a can't like basically kind of the typical classical liberal stuff that you just expect at every campus in yeah. america but it's like oh my god chicago is like our white knight like they're they're saying it um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Chicago I think is generally considered pretty good, which is surprising because they're not like a Hillsdale College or um, you know a small or a Liberty or something. That, Liberty's probably not great with. They're just probably the conservative version. I, I don't know <laughs> yeah, exactly what those are. Me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not. I shouldn't use that example. But like a Hillsdale College, for instance, is known. They're so they they try to be very like classically liberal, Western civilization. The can like yeah. the sort of those tenets of um, classical liberal education. I don't yeah. know if they actually do it. I, I don't right. know, but but this is that's a small school in Michigan. The University of Chicago is virtually an Ivy League school, just in the yeah. Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, Penn was not. Penn was considered. But they said they got like the green light or something. I'm only fairly new to fire last few years, so I don't know like their long, long history. Right, um, right but they've completely reversed and that's and fire says that in the article it's like yeah and Penn doesn't seem to care like does harvard give a shit if they're dead last do you know no you know why because it doesn't affect their bank it doesn't affect their endowment right, until right. it affects their endowment until it you know if you have enough right now you're having a handful of law firms a handful of corporations saying we won't hire from these schools but until it's like it's still fucking harvard it's yeah, still a yeah. golden ticket to I wouldn't say the upper middle class. I'd say the upper upper class. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So until it starts affecting that, until it starts affecting, you know, ex- uh, what's it? Um, applications and the endowment. What do they give? What do they give a shit? Like they right. don't care. Right. Right. Um, I had like the crazy. Oh, <laughs> one thing that did crack me up though is that like, okay, so so uh, uh, full disclosure, I only watched the one with Stefanik and the uh, Harvard uh, mm-hmm. lady. And yeah, which I, uh, I was like, that's a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, of course. 
um, the Harvard lady. And uh, it cracks me up that uh, um, but it also comes to no surprise, though, that uh, 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 university uh, heads are just as capable of uh, dodging a question as politicians. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, they basically are politicians. I know, like... Yeah. No. But yeah, she kept asking like these very simple, basic yes or no questions. And then it's like, I, I repeat, you know, it, it, it depends on the context with when, which because Harvard has a strict. OK, but is it but does this but, oh, <laughs> such a good example right there? What if yeah. Elise Stefanik and by the way, the president of Harvard is a black woman. What if she was yeah. like, what if there were a bunch of white students saying genocide for blacks? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to sit there and say that's not harassment right right and, and you can't even make that argument where it's like we have equal protection under the laws in this country uh, as absurd and, and and luckily there's been lots of pushback against affirmative action dumb shit but like um where it's basically like not allowed anymore but they'll find ways around it but like people will be like oh well you know minor like jews are the most throughout history the most persecuted minority group for who they are yeah yeah like i just read a book great book by ian pierce named called dream of Scipio and it's like three distinct time periods. So mm. it's late fifth century, like fall of the Roman empire in Southern France, mid 14th century, the black plague and France, it's all takes place in Southern France. Like, but yeah. it's the same place over a different year. And then uh, world war two in Southern France, guess what the threat is through those three time periods. The Jews are getting blamed for everything. Yeah, yeah. The Jews are getting blamed for like the fall of the Roman Empire, yeah. more or less. Part partly, the Jews are getting blamed for the Black Death. The Jews are getting blamed for everything, you know, which and then caused World World War Two. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like this shit has been going on forever. Yeah. Um, and so you can't even use that argument. It's like like Jews are the. I mean, they're as minority a group as you can get. Right. They're a tiny percentage of the population. They're literally a majority in one country. Yeah. And they they have a history, a millennia of persecution. Yeah. So what like I'm sorry, it would be unacceptable to any of these people morally. Like 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 I, I don't mean what's the letter of the law for free speech for them to say that they would that they would not find you know genocide for for black people to be uh not harassment not chance there's not chance they would tolerate that and start yeah. work you know doing mental gymnastics to discuss um targeting and if it turns into conduct and all of that it's like no because you people have made the have set the precedent that like words are violence you know context doesn't matter conduct like like it, it, it's the perception of conduct yeah right like like my god look at and i'm not condoning it those fucking losers who marched on virginia with the you will not replace us all those white dudes yeah, yeah. marched on virginia doing that i mean people thought like the, it was gonna be the fourth reich yeah, yeah and these are just a bunch of dumbasses who got tiki torches marched at night like yeah someone died during the protesting and that was terrible but it was yep. like the, it was a clash and um someone did die from that but uh and that's obviously conduct and not speech but it was the speech itself that become un became untenable that broke the aclu yeah yeah so you're not there's not a chance that you're gonna tell me that if a bunch of students started talking about like like 
it wouldn't even make sense. But like, I don't know, genocide for trans, you know, for the trans, you know, make it something vulgar that yeah. you would tolerate it. Exactly, and you yeah. would say in front of Congress that that's not harassment. There's just absolutely no way. Right, and, right. and that's what's so despicable with these people. And last thing I want to say, because I am, I, my favorite thing on the, in the world right now is community notes on Twitter. Yeah. I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, and, great. and um, so Harvard University statement from President Gay. This is their official Twitter. There are some who have confused a right to free expression with the idea that Harvard will condone calls for violence against Jewish students. Let me be clear. Calls for violence or genocide against the Jewish community or any religious or ethnic group are vile. They have no place at Harvard and those who threaten our Jewish students will be held to account. Then the, the notes. At a congressional hearing yesterday, President Gay refused to say whether calling for Jewish genocide is against the university code of conduct. So... <laughs> That's so good. That that, that yeah. it, it, it's like a more official version of that um, that that tweet format of like um, narrator. Uh, uh, where, 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 where it's like the irony of like so and so is going to do this, and then like he in fact did not do that. Sort yeah, of ex exactly. <laughs> Let me be clear. Uh, she was not clear. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We, we we condemn viol uh, uh, calls for violence against Jews. Uh, uh, she actually condoned it. <laughs> so yeah. Just like. Yeah, I, I mean, she, I don't want to go that far. She didn't condone it. She she, condone it, she yeah. found any way to not say what was, um, you know, what was harassment. Like that, this is yeah. not harassment. She didn't. She and what, what bothered me so much is they didn't even do that thing. That they'd be like, you know, no, like she didn't say any of this. It's vile. It's terrible. Yeah. But you know, she didn't do any of that. Like call as a Jewish community, or any religious group are vile. They have no place at Harvard. Like she didn't say any of that. Yeah, she yeah. just said it depends on the context. Is it targeted? Is it you know? Is it turned to conduct? She didn't like like that's how little they give a shit. Like yeah, that's how yeah. little they care. Is that they even do like, look, I know this is you know a a, a strange. This is a um, concerning time. Uh, the, the this uh, I personally find the speech appalling. Like she didn't do any of that. What we would call throat clearing. Yeah. It was just the. It was like like a, a lawyer telling a client just to say, I don't recall that. Like it was that kind of thing that they all had the same response. Like, give me a break. Oh, um, have you ever seen that compilation of like news sources of, 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 of like, like news anchors um, all from like mainstream, like, you know, predominantly left-leaning um, uh, news outlets Um where it's like a grid of all of them kind of saying the exact same thing. Where, where, have you ever seen that before? Uh, no, I've actually seen a right wing one. Oh, okay. It was I, like, I, I, where it's like they even all kind of stop and like then say the same thing. Mm. Um, like they're all getting a message. I don't think I've seen a left wing one. There, there, yeah, there, there's a left wing one. I, I, I can't remember what it was for, but it was like. I can't was it, if they, was they were talking it, about COVID misinformation. Yeah, so talking... so Michael Malice points this out. He made a really good point once when um they remember the whole Joe Rogan with the ivermectin. Yeah. And how you notice that every single uh I don't like to use the term mainstream media, corporate media, like yeah. all of these corporate legacy uh, media establishment, yeah, legacy establishment, whatever media, even people like Jimmy Kimmel. Right, yep. that counts. They all said the same thing about horse dewormer. That's what you heard. You heard horse dewormer. Heard you didn't hear dog dewormer, you know, which it also could do. You didn't hear that it cures river blindness. 
didn't hear that it uh the creators of it won the Nobel prize and it was made at merck who also you know it's one of our biggest like you didn't hear any of that all yours hearst because they all just get their notes from the same thing it's like what is the establishment talking point yeah. oh this is horsey wormer um no nuance no context none of that yeah uh and then run with it right yeah. and so so that and michael mouse is like that shows that they actually don't do any sort of like people are like, oh, do your research. Like, well, okay, right, people right. can't always be doing research. Like, you have to right, live. Right. But uh, I mean, yes, you should be informed. You should have assistance do research. You should do it if you really care about it. Yeah. Um, but there's no analysis, right? There's no yeah. critical thinking, which I think does take less effort. Yeah. Um, it's just, oh, I'm supposed to say the line. Yes, the line on this is horse dewormer. The yeah. line on this is get vaccinated and get yeah. boosted, and it's horse dewormer. And that, so that's the example that you would see more. Um, I, I think you see it a lot with war. It's like, uh, I don't know, you see it with like the the, the war in Ukraine. Like, mm -hmm. um, uh, what, what what are the terms? Like the same kind of lies that get spread. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, war criminal this. I mean, they're all fucking war criminals. Um, I, I can't think of an example off the top, off the top of my head. But it's like, oh, what is the line that we're all running with? Yes. Um, which really shows it's much more of just like, like, yeah, you have the New York Times, you have the Washington Post, you have the LA Times, you have the Dallas Star, like whatever. But um, I might just made up a paper there in Dallas. Um, but uh, it's all, it's really like a mono media. Like, like yeah. yeah. Well, the 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 compilation that I was talking about, though, it's like... It, it it it's 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 like a grid. It just has a bunch of little screens of of mm -hmm. like n news anchors talking and, and commentators and, and things. Um, and so they all start talking different things, but then they all culminate in saying the exact same like one or two lines. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what they were, but it was almost. But it was just like, you know, MSNBC, CNN, ABC News. That is, it's like holy shit! Like, are, did you guys all just get like just from the exact same script, like like verbatim, just read the exact same thing? Like you guys are all given the exact same line from. So, so I was, what I was gonna say is like you know they, they should do that for like you know Ivy League, um, you know heads or, uh, or presidents. I mean, <laughs> that's basically what happened during the Great Awakening. Was like mm -hmm. every it's like okay, this incident happens, right? George Floyd or yep. Kyle Rittenhouse or whatever, and it's like they all have to give the same. I mean, not just universities. Like well, I always bring it up, you know, my hockey team, my the, a cookie company, like the same. It's like everyone has to say the same thing. It is basically a script. Yeah. Like it is a uh, celebrities would say when they would get camp, they would say the same thing. That, like the lines, it, it's become so pervasive that they become punchlines. Like, um, uh, or like hashtags. Uh, what, what's it like? Uh, doing the work or uh, like doing better or, or whatever it is. Um, these, uh, yeah, these lines become so. I, I, as much as many different avenues are now for speech, so there's lots of different social media things and and different um, podcasts, and of course the establishment media. Like it really all comes down to the same handful of lines for the most of it, for the, for the most part. And uh, it's really, I think, honestly, I think it's a human nature thing. Mm. I think people. Like, I, I don't want to, I, I do want to, I don't want to give them credit, but like, I think being held in front of Congress probably sucks. Yeah. And even though these administrators should be more comfortable, like you're the, you're the president of our flagship institutions. Yeah. Um, 
I bet you they are nervous. Like they know they're going to get ridiculed. They know this is going to be on social media. So like, I think it's natural to kind of fall in line sometimes. Right. And not um, like, I I do get that impulse. Sure. Uh, Like I've said, you know, I think it's the wrong one, but um, I, I understand that they would, they like, they also just kind of repeat each other. Yeah. Um, and I don't think like, I, I want to believe that they actually have different views from each other, but probably not, honestly, like the presidents yeah. of these three schools, George Carlin, uh, 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 the late, great George Carlin uh, talked about, um, was talking about uh, conspiracy theories and kind of like, and, and this is back in the nineties and, and we're seeing this play out. Uh, uh, I think much more so because of social media, um, but we, 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 we can scrutinize this sort of stuff in real time. Um, but he was talking about how you know, corporations, they don't need like the, the heads of corporations. They don't need to gather together. Like, okay, tomorrow uh, uh, we're, we're each going to have a separate press conference. But we're all going to say the exact same things. No, we, you do not need to, to do that, to do that in order for conspiracies to occur. All you need are, are aligned incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it's kind of a similar thing here where it's like, you know, I, I I doubt that these you know that the uh, the presidents of the universities got together in the room and said, okay, like here's here's a line, here's here right. th- this is this is the narrative that we're all going to push, but it's like, unfortunately that's just what ha- what has happened to the modern university in recent years. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like okay, like we're like just play it safe. Um, we're, we're going to talk about the context. Um, uh, oh, that's what Harvard did. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to do here. Oh, Stanford yeah. said something recently. Okay, that's what we're going to do here um yeah i so <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think i mean fire does have a whole whole uh you know they're they're not just what, what i love about them is it's not just like oh you get a bad ranking yeah. like oh, messed up here didn't do it really no they have like ways to improve it like what yeah. every school should do right um they have a whole like like system and guidebook to like how these campuses should be run and explaining things about the first amendment and how it's not about, it's about protecting, uh, protecting speech that you disagree with. And um, I'm trying like, but also another thing I like about them, because I heard Greg Lukianoff, who is one of the founders, uh, he, and also I would say Ira Glasser, who was the one of my like legal heroes of the ACLU. Mm. He did the Skokie, Illinois case. Um, and uh, he's a founding, so it just shows you where like the ACLU has gone, where you have the founder of the ACLU, or not the founder, but a um, a titan of the ACLU who's now with FIRE. Yep. Uh, he says that, you know what they started doing at FIRE is that you don't necessarily need a college degree to work mm. for them. Yeah. L- yeah. Like, like you, you can show that you can do the work in other ways. Like it's not, so I think a way to change it is like make the degree less important. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think people we're already seeing a um a decrease in applications for colleges i don't think the problem is i think that's a lot of the lower and middle colleges Mm. Uh, i i i don't i doubt harvard has really had a decrease in applications or penn or any of the ivies or you know duke stanford any of those um but make it less important for a lot of jobs because you don't need a college degree yeah. for for a lot of jobs um i think if you have more tech schools like specialty schools uh will you this political bullshit will like you make them more important yeah uh, i mean again you have mit here this is one of the three yeah uh, mit mm-hmm. is probably our most mit and caltech are probably our two most uh you know prestigious tech schools but 
um, trade schools, tech schools, uh, more kind of specialization. And uh, I like the German model of apprenticeships mm. where getting practical experience is, can be substituted for um, for just college work, like typical yeah. college work. Yeah. And if you take away, if you take away the uh, incentive for people to go spend, uh, not really spend, but take on the debt of 70, 80, 90 grand a year at some of these schools um, to be indoctrinated and then get out and ruin society for the rest of us yeah. um, because they are still getting the best jobs. Like they are immediately getting positions of power comparatively to people their own age. Um, you know, I think that's the only way that you'll see the schools change is that right now they have, they have it's basic economics. Like they have something that employers and people want Yeah, is that degree from these schools. Even I want it. Like, I think like if I could get into Harvard for like, I don't know if I, I would have went to Harvard law, if I could get into Harvard law, like I, I, if I could, if I could go to the, um, Columbia, uh, writing workshop which is number two after iowa but it's much closer to where i live I, mean, I love to go to iowa obviously but let's say i went to columbia like yeah i would fucking go because yeah. like you're said it, it's it is nice to say like i have this degree that's right. just something that's happened over decades um but if the practicalities of it start to wane uh, i do think that you will change uh, and and also hit the pocketbook hit the Hit the bottom line, the endowments, take away your money. Like I couldn't, I can't imagine. I know I'm kind of ranting here, but like, what would possess someone to give money to a college? I don't know, and my college won't leave me the fuck alone. They they track me down here in L.A. and I'm getting. I, I don't get it. <laughs> donation like, like, requests. Like Harvard has an, an endowment of some small countries. Yeah. Like like why? Which are not taxed, by the way. And mm. at least I don't think they are. And they, I think also don't think they pay taxes like property taxes. Mm. I think that's something I learned that I things fucking crazy. Like these campuses take up huge, huge parts of cities and towns and suburbs and stuff. And I don't believe they pay property taxes because they're not profits, something oh. like that. I, I don't yeah. don't quote me on that exactly. I know my friend who went to Penn for grad school, he um, shared something about that. I was like, holy shit, really? But I, I, I'm not I'm going to look into that more. Um I just couldn't imagine what the, the only way I would give to a school. I've said like my law school, like it was like a scholarship to going directly to the pocket of a student. Yeah. Like who was like, cause I got that in law school. Like I yeah. just got some money because I think I was the only person who applied for the scholarship because it was like first student from the Northeast. And I was like one of two students from the Northeast <laughs> on my school. Um, was it cause you're I, Italian or something or yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> so that's the only way I, I wouldn't give to the school. I'd give to like the student or I would like, give to like the rugby team at my college where I went like specifically I like buy their uniforms or something like that. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what, but people like to give to colleges like lots and lots of fucking money because yeah. they like their name on a building. Um, so I think what, if that dries up, you'll start to see change until then you won't. Yeah. And it's sad because I, I've, I've always had like this very romanticized notion of like education and, and you know, specifically mm -hmm. like, like higher education and knowledge. And it's like, you know, even though I did not go to an Ivy League school, I just went to Santa Clara University, just a small private Jesuit college. It was still like, mm -hmm. it was just, just being able to go to like, you know, the music library and, and, and mm -hmm. you know, pick out pieces of sheet music from composers. And, and like we would have talks from guest composers and, and musicians. And we had all these. So it was, it was, it was, it was just like, and, and luckily I graduated just before all this woke stuff really started to take over so in 2011. I, yeah. So it was like, it was just pure, you know, like academic excellence, just, just, you know, spreading knowledge and, and everything. Yeah. Um, 
So, and it's like, that's, that's a drop in the bucket of, of what I've always imagined going to like Yale or Harvard would be like, where it's like, you know, just like these grand libraries and professors and being able to work with, with, with you know, uh, experts in their field and that sort of thing. And, and now it's just like, so, it, so it's what I, what I say is it's, it feels like everyone has a minor in activism I know at these schools. And I'm like you, I graduated 2013 and even Lukianov says that the craziness really started like 2014, 2015. And I was actually yeah. today talking to one of my professors yeah. on Twitter because he, he had a comment on this. I had a comment. And then we went private messaging. It was really good. We kind of agree on everything. Yeah, um, yeah. He has he has a book out that I want to read. And then and he's going to come on the show and talk about it. But yeah. um, we were talking about like my school or sinus and how he's like from what i heard they're actually pretty good it's not a very political school even still which is good because when okay. i i told him when i was there i was there 2009 2013 it felt like there was no politics really like yeah yeah like barely i i can't remember anything that would be a, nothing that would be considered a protest i think there's like a joke protest once yeah there's maybe some like pro gay stuff like lgp mm. lgb stuff that was like I don't know, not even anything like that would just be kind of expected everywhere yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing political. It, it felt. Do you guys have the rainbow safe space stickers on buildings and shit? I don't think so. Uh, we had them, which is funny because it was a Jesuit university, but we still had them. I think the Jesuits yeah. have always been pretty Jesuits are, compared. To, yeah, they are you know, for the for the most definitely part. More, more modern, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, you're right. I remember almost no like political outcries. Or anything, Nothing. and I went to a small, small ass university, so I do so not remember I. any. So I like, went to a small, I went to a very small college, and yeah. it was like not political at all. And I, yeah. I'm glad to hear like there. He said there has been something like, like there haven't been any big. But what I told him is that it's like you want to foster the culture because all it takes is one incident. Yeah, it takes. I do remember there's like someone found a swastika somewhere, mm. and there's a whole town hall. And I'm like, I'm sure it's just someone being a dumbass. Probably some drunk like, idiot. Like. Yeah, it's just someone like, <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's okay, but it's like, right, right. we had we had like a whole town hall and stuff. And I remember thinking like, this feels like such a waste of time. Yeah. Like it was just a doodle of a swastika somewhere. Yeah. That was like, I don't know. I couldn't imagine using that, those time, that time and resources to address this, this, this issue but that to me was like the only political thing that happens right right um eric weinstein who <clears throat> i'm a big fan of uh, despite mm -hmm. the fact that i i uh, understand almost nothing that he says or writes mm -hmm. um he uh uh he actually commented on on this thing uh uh, uh yeah. place at congress um <clears throat> my undergraduate university at upenn my phd university harvard and my postdoctoral university mit all walk into a hearing because <laughs> <laughs> three for three this is like the setup of a personalized anti-semitic canned joke from hell um what i would like to say to the presidents of all three institutions you just aren't good enough for these institutions this is not revolutionary marxist justice finger painting daycare for sociopaths enough dei enough normalization of hatred have someone else who understands academe science and research take over um, so he's, so it's interesting that, that, that he brought this up because he's been, so, you know, as you mentioned, he went to MIT, mm -hmm. um, and he's talked about this before where, you know, he, he, you know, MIT used to be like the center of like sort of maverick thinking and innovation and, and mm -hmm. it's no longer that anymore, or like it's losing its luster in that, in that regard. Mm. Um, he, 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 he talked about numerous problems going on in the fields. Um, but, but he also talked about like DEIs 
um, impact on this. Yeah. Um, and I think it was at MIT, but uh, he, he talked about an instance where where Rachel Maydow uh, went to Rachel one of these Maddow, yeah. universities, um, and and she was in a lecture hall, and this lecture hall had um, you know like uh, portraits or, or, or photographs of, of, of like Nobel Prize winning you know scientists and 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 and, and engineers and things, um, and then and and she she looked at that wall and she goes, hey, where are the women? And because it was mostly men, and then the next day they took all of those things down. They, 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 just because they made yeah. racial man made a stupid dumb remark about the lack of women yeah. it's like so so he's he's been talking about you know the, the, the dei's impact on 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 academia on, on academia um so uh, mm -hmm. uh good on you eric um, he's also Jewish. yeah yeah of course and maybe there needs to be more like you, you know they founded university of austin yeah um which i feel like hasn't been talked about in a while yeah i hadn't heard much from it um, like it's still I mean, as long as it's not like a for-profit thing. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. University of Austin. Yeah. Like, if we get more schools, yeah, like we champion academic freedom. Like, if more schools like this pop up, mm -hmm. and depending on what you go into, like employers, like that alone will be like, okay, an employer will know hiring you out of this school that you they might not agree with you politically right like university mm -hmm. of austin is not trying to be like a liberty that's just like conservative students yeah. or like uh i don't know a um what's a reed college like a very super progressive school out in oregon um where like you know what kind of student you're going to get like but you know that they're they'll be open-minded they'll be um understand due process and freedom of speech and those sorts of things yeah and that might be like exactly like, and if there are enough schools like this it might be enough where employers are like i'm only hiring from these schools yeah, yeah just like there are some law firms they call white shoe law firms in new york city like they only hire from harvard and yale or whatever like and i don't know if that's still a thing actually but i actually passed the kravitz uh law firm sometimes in, in the city that's like probably the most recognizable law firm in america or at least was when i was going to school um like dare to think like that, like that's literally the first thing that comes up. And by, I don't know, by the time my kids are, I don't have kids now. So by the time, you know, I'm having, let's say 20, 25 years, they're looking at schools, like maybe this is an established school and, and has, you know, somewhat of an alumni base or whatever, but I don't know. I'm seeing like more stuff like this needs to, needs to happen. But I just, I mean, it's up and running, right? Like it's accredited, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as I know. Um, Look well, into it more. Um, do you know what happened to Kyle Kashov after he? No, um, I have not. He ended up getting a job with uh, Turning Point USA. And that's Daily a Wire. big. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. That that that's yeah. The, the but you know, my my point is is that like every time something like this happens, it's like cool. Like you're just like you're just giving more people to the right. Like is that is that is that? Yeah, I mean, he was <laughs> like, he was probably already on the right, but that does happen yeah. all the time. Where yeah. um, so you know, it's only a matter of time before you know you know the Daily Wire University um opens up, <laughs> op oh opens God, its yeah. distinguished halls or in, in, in Infowars. <sighs> I, I do think Academy. they're going to go more into yeah. They're going to go more into meet like movies i think where you see the bifurcation of yeah, yeah. of uh, entertainment but 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 yeah you, you, you get my point though where it's like you know yeah keep, keep doing this and you, you're all you're doing is is giving oh, more yeah more, you know 
That's what that's what people have been saying, like especially well, like lots of racial minorities. Like that's exactly what's happening. It's like, wait a minute, like I've been a voting Democrat my whole life, but I don't agree with this crazy shit. Like this is like crazy liberal campus shit. Yeah. Like that's not what my neighborhood thinks. Like that's not what my town thinks. Like my 85%, you know, Mexican town, my 85% black neighborhood, you know, both like what? Like, no, very Christian, very yeah, if you, yeah. If you look at some of these things, it's like, uh, people don't like to hear this, but like stats that come out, like the, like two thirds, I think of black Democrats think like trans isn't even a thing. Mm. Like, like it's a mental disorder. So it's like, yeah. So, well, even if they and if you had a speaker come to your school who thought like that population, you would call them a Nazi and try and get them not to speak like this. So, like, I I, I don't know. Like, like this is the same thing we've talked about many times. But um, yeah, I think it is, and I don't love the idea of everyone getting pushed to the right either. Like, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that's good. Like, I don't right. think that that's really what you, you want to happen. But I don't know. Right now. It's one of those things where there's a perfect example of like, like, God damn it. Like, okay, maybe you're like, you're finally right mm -hmm. because of my views on free speech. Like talking to these presidents, like you're finally right. Like, yes, technically I agree with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Context does matter. Mm -hmm. Yes. It has to be pointed at someone like, but of course now you're saying this. Yeah. Of course. Saying this now, four years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know that tomorrow Maybe not tomorrow. I know that if in three months an incident happened that was the equivalent of this, but not against the Jews, yeah, you would not hold these views. Exactly. And that's what I fucking hate. Because right. you're making me like get upset with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And be such a person of principle that I'm like, God damn it. Like, yeah. fine. Yes. But I want you to see the error of your ways. Right. Like show your work. I want you to show your work how you got here. Exactly. Yeah. And what happened for the past over many years. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like how uh uh when Stephanie was talking to um the Harvard uh president, and then she brought up a couple of those examples from the past, and and then and then her, her response was simply, Well, that happened uh before my tenure at the university. And it's like, Oh, well, you stupid bitch. Like wait, fucking... Stefanik did bring up examples? She brought up at least one, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, one of these examples from like four years ago or something of, of them like right? yeah, exactly. Okay, but it's was... a, it's before... so exactly you have the perp that's a that's a, that shows how bad at politics they are. Yeah, if I got yeah. that question, then you would unequivocally, you know, say the right thing. Yeah. And, but unfortunately, I wasn't in power at the non power, because you wouldn't say that, but I wasn't, you know, in my position at the time. But of course, yeah. that was wrong. And of course, that's how I, I would handle it under my tutelage. This would be, but they're so dumb yeah. that they just have to be like, wasn't me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, that's a it's soft extreme, ball. extreme buck passing. Um, yeah. Like, that's so easy. Like, God damn. It is amazing how some people just like you wonder they got where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you know you, you were talking a bit about um, how how Congress is so technologically inept and is, is not very savvy to um, you know sort of what's going on these days. It, it like reminds me so much too. Like yeah, yeah. it reminds me so much of um, and I think I brought this up. It was during the when Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger were testifying. You know, mm -hmm. in, in the yeah. wake of the um, the release yeah, of the, the Twitter, Twitter files. files, and. Um, Barry Weiss was not there, but there was a Congresswoman who was like, "So you, Matt Taibbi." And 
uh, Barry Weiss, you were in a threesome in, in, in this operation. And then Michael Schellenberg just laughs. It's like, we were, it's like, you, you couldn't say trio. You had to say yeah. threesome. Like. Yeah. yeah. They had no idea. Like they're getting like basic tech things wrong yeah. Yeah. that, and like, these are the most powerful people in our government. It's know, like, have you seen the, it, it, this is during Halloween, but, uh, uh, one of my favorite meme accounts, um had uh they posted a picture of like a skeleton decoration and and it okay. like it was something that you put on your porch and it has a bucket in its hand it's like a skeleton with like a cloak sort of almost like a grim yeah. reaper type thing um it's got like old you know hair and and, and stuff and then it has like a bucket so you fill it with candy and then so trick-or-treaters uh-huh. can come by but it says like, oh he, he, here's a picture of of your average uh congressman asking for a donation during campaign yeah. time <laughs> like- <laughs> it is crazy how old they are compared to the population it's so not like it's supposed to be the people's rep like people's representatives and it's just like so not at all yeah it's so funny you know i i i usually agree with bill marl on, on a fair number of things but mm-hmm. he, he he's like he he's been railing against the the, the supposed ageism um uh, yeah. of, of like criticizing like like really really old career politicians um but it's like you know dude like it's not like congress is filled with a bunch of gandalfs like wise old men who, who yeah you know with who are very you know they don't know what day it is fairly. i know exactly yeah exactly like they're like they have to be able to function like they can't do their job i don't know yeah. and that's the thing like it's not a i shouldn't say because i don't want like the representation thing it's like it's yeah. not but like i don't care if i don't care how old they are or young they are if yeah. they're fit for the job like yeah. can they yeah. do uh can they function like a barry uh, barry sanders and bernie sanders yeah yeah and even donald trump are much different than like a biden or a um who's the california one who just died your representative feinstein feinstein yeah, yeah like she yeah. didn't know she even she had like her daughter like fucking power of attorney yeah like, like yeah. and this is one of the she wasn't even a congresswoman she was a senator yeah like not even a house rep a senator one of the 100 most powerful people in our government and she has to know what is going on. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like you should, they, I I mean, I think there should be term limits, but, and, and Sagar, I don't mean to go into a whole political thing here, but what Sagar and Jetty points out really well in his show, you people are always like, why do they stay? Why don't they just retire? Yeah. Like they have all the money, you know, all, they all make tons of money, not yeah. just like their good salaries, but they, they, you know, they invest whatever yep. and they yep. get into, of course, all in of trading and, uh, they could sit on bullshit boards or whatever and get paid tons of money. It's, so it's not a money thing. With Speaking Sager, of gamers, yeah, yeah. Sagar said this, and it was, I never thought of this. When you're especially a tenured senator like that or any house, you get the works. You yeah. get people hold, you know, everything from holding doors open for you to your reservation at a restaurant always being available to, you know, police escorts to all yeah. of this stuff that you can't really put a monetary value on, but just makes you feel good and makes life much easier. You ever need a doctor's appointment? Senator Feinstein, you know what? We got to get her in, right? You need a restaurant appointment. You need a a, a seat on an airplane. Like you're you're there. And that is something that people don't want to give up. And it feels fucking good to be called Senator garza senator d'alessio right yeah, like yeah. like that that's it's not just like honestly we have to treat our congress people shittier is what we have to do i was gonna say not only do we need term limits we also need to, like your 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 time ends uh with an execution 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> how you did. Pun- you should be punished. They, they shouldn't be able to go. They should. They they can't be that pipeline. Yeah. I mean, all this is none of this is going to change. Yeah. They all insider trade. There's just a pipeline oh, yeah. to pharma and and tech and Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they're it's a joke. But um, I think term limits is something we should have. I don't understand why we don't have term limits in Congress uh considering we do for president i know exactly um, yeah. it, it makes no sense to me i'm not even saying they have to be two like they could be 16 years mm-hmm. like that still takes someone doing it like i don't know 32 to 48 or something is a lot different than their whole career like into their 80s and they're still there just some soulless harpy and yeah. some district where it's not competitive the, the, like the career politicians almost always come from non-competitive district like a, a Democrat senator from California or a Republican senator from Oklahoma where they're not going to get beat across the aisle. Yeah. And if you try and, and cross them, they'll primary the shit out of you. Like they'll yeah. just get the funding. They'll, like, so you have no chance. Yeah. So yeah. it's not, it's not democratic. Yeah. Yeah. With exception, of course, but so, so, so fuck politicians, old ones is what you're saying. Yeah. And well, uh, they no. can't do their job and just hold on to power exactly, yeah. because they're terrible. Yeah, it's yeah, nothing. It's the about, career politicians. It's not the age. It's not like oh, you're this age now, got to go. Like I don't, I don't believe that. If there's not a term limit, I, I do. It, I think anyone past the age of like fifty, it's like should not be allowed. <laughs> well, we well, I mean, if you got elected before fifty, it's like all right, fine. But I think you know, um, it's, it's, no. I think it's yeah. But, but yeah, you know, I, I am very much in favor of term limits, uh, ending yeah. execution. Just like and like that. honestly, I think like vast majority of America, it's one of those things. Like vast majority of Americans are. I know. The vast yeah. majority of Americans are for not letting Congress like trade stocks that yeah. they make the laws about, like that yeah. can directly affect like all of that. But it doesn't matter because we don't care. Like it's not what we say, yeah. which yeah. is kind of weird because this is a democracy. But I mean, okay, I don't know. Well. Well, so I guess academia is dead. No, I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I think this stuff is good in the end. Yeah. Like, I don't think this would have happened a few years ago. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, I'm, and um, cool, man. All right. Well, stay S- reckless, Joe. Stay reckless, Benjamin. Fight the creds. Fight them.